Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I am very excited to interview another amazing online entrepreneur. And she has a branding agency called Bad Girl Branding. Her name is Natasha. She is from Canada. Natasha, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing super good. And I'm really excited to have you on the show. Just from the little bit of conversation we had before the interview, I know you're going to share a lot of great stuff about what you've been up to. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So besides just being a branding agency, can you tell our audience a little bit more about what it is that you do and who you help? Yeah, we are a graphic design agency at the core. So we work with businesses creating their logos, their branding. We obviously do web development. So we also help them build their online presence. And then because we like to pride ourselves on being a one-stop shop, we definitely do the digital marketing side of things. We end up being basically the people that hold your hand when you come to us, either with a new idea for a business, one that's already on its way, but might not be fully where you want it to be and realize its full potential, or you have already established, but you realize, hey, I need to be up with the times. We work with businesses from mom and pop shops, startups to fully fledged corporations. And we basically go through and give you a plan of action and basically figure out what it is that makes your brand you. And we figure out your values, morals, target market, all of that fun stuff. And we basically create a visual presence for you because ultimately what it all boils down to, we're all here for sales. We're all here for either selling a product or service. And it really has changed how we deal with the market and how our competition presents itself. So I've become somewhat of a business guru and an expert in all these different fields somehow, even though I started off as drawing logos on my computer. Yeah, that's quite a transition for sure. And yeah. I've noticed that with a lot of business owners, they do end up becoming business coaches as well, because the more you learn about how to do things inside of your business, the more yeah. other people are going to come to you and look for help. Absolutely. It's crazy how much my own experience building background branding has given me the insight that when a client says, Hey, I want to do this, but I don't know the right way to go about this. Technically speaking, incorporating sole proprietorship, all that kind of stuff. I all of a sudden have this knowledge that I'm able to hand off as well. So that's an added value to my services that I was not anticipating to offer. Talk about some of those things that you would learn, if you don't mind, and maybe things that entrepreneurs overlook when it comes to branding. Because I know I've seen businesses who spend six figures on branding. I've seen businesses yeah. who spend $6 on branding and everything in between. And some people don't really put any thought into it. Some people put maybe too much thought into it. So what are some of the like pitfalls you've seen entrepreneurs fall into? I think the biggest thing I've noticed is even understanding what branding actually is everybody always thinks, okay, your branding is your logo. And yes, that is in part a partial 
element of your brand. But your logo is just an icon that represents the overall experience that your clients get when they deal with you. So your customer interaction, that experience that they feel should incite some sort of emotion. We are taught that once you create that relationship, you no longer become just somebody. You are now a relationship they feel obligated to pursue, whether that's trustworthy or not is where I come in. I create a trustworthy brand where you gain the confidence of your potential clients or customers. And I create that experience where they want to stay loyal to you and come back. And that's sort of the secret to it all. But branding has been labeled as this, oh, I can make a logo. I can do it myself on Canva, all of this stuff. I don't need a designer. But really what we do as branders is we don't sit here and just draw on our computer for fun. We do hours of research. We figure out what it is your business is offering, why you offer something different from the competitors. And then we try and market you in a way to appeal to your ideal client because a lot of businesses also get hung up and brand themselves to their own personal taste. And that might be great in some cases, but in a lot of cases, you want to brand to who you want to sell to or interact with or offer your services to. So it's a huge thing that people overlook. It's an investment too. It's not cheap. You know, this is the foundation of your brand. You are going to build on this for the rest of the lifespan of your business. So you need to have a solid foundation. You need to have a clear statement on what you are offering people so that there's no confusion. Because like I said, everything's online now. Our competition is not just the people down the street. It's anyone online. And anyone who's like partially savvy gets their word out. Then you've got a lot more to sort yourself through. So it's a huge pitfall because most business owners I've interacted with, again, they go, oh, I don't need it. I don't really care. It's just a logo. It doesn't matter. All they're worried about is their bottom line. But really that is what matters because if you don't have that look, if you don't have everything, all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and everything is cohesive, across every sort of platform that you interact with people on, the trust is broken. And then of course that leads to less sales. It's very money driven, but ultimately you have to look at branding as an investment and most people overlook it. It's not cheap. Like I said, an average person should be spending five to 10 grand on their branding and websites. That's like a reasonable, that's on the lower end and you should be investing in it currently. Keep it up and use it throughout the years and update it and have a design team because it's super important as a business owner, as I'm sure you've spoken to many people, our biggest weakness is we try to do it all. And we realize that it's better to delegate and do what you do best. As you pointed out very astutely, if you want to be a good entrepreneur, you need to figure out how to work on your business, not how to figure out how to become a branding expert, how to figure out how to become a website design expert, how to learn how to do SEO. That's a common pitfall for sure that I know so many, especially early stage entrepreneurs fall into because they just don't have the experience and they think, I can save myself a little bit of money if I do it myself. But there's a reason why you hire professionals advice and it really does make a difference. It's so true. And there is a huge push. They're really pushing people to get online. They're offering grants at left, right, and center to push people to e-commerce and offering services online. So if you're not online, you're nowhere. And if Google doesn't see it, you're not being found. And it's just like becoming this new standard that we all have to fit into. And the cost to keep your name relevant and consistently appearing to your target markets it's high and your branding is step 
one. Your website is massive. And if you don't establish that little corner on the internet for yourself, you're going to have trouble because customers will feel that. It's not enough anymore to just have a Facebook group. It's not enough to have a Yelp page. You need your own space and you need a brand and it needs to carry across everything you do. I come across every once in a while, people who have web pages for what they do and they look like the GeoCities pages from the 1990s. Yes. I mean, not to be harsh on anyone. I know everybody has no. different levels of technical advancement and stuff like that. But yeah. that's why, especially if you don't know what you're doing, you hire somebody because I know for me personally, if I go and I see, hey, this person, what they're doing is from 30 years ago, it makes yeah. me wonder what else they're doing that's from 30 years ago and doesn't give me that trust to work with them. It's true. And there is a bit of a generational gap because all of these mom and pop shops. I'm in my mid thirties. Most of the people are the generation before us, our parents, and they weren't computer, they weren't native to computers. So I can see that there is a breakdown between the transition of what the world expects in terms of the marketplace and where the infrastructure is at. So that's where my business kind of fits in because I'm that gateway between, Hey, I can take your business that's been running for 27 years. I can put you online, give you a cohesive feel, make you trending, and I can advertise for you and help you with this digital landscape that's super overwhelming. And all you got to do is continue going and selling your shoes or whatever it is that business does. And having me as their by proxy in-house designer, it just takes so much pressure off them because at the end of the day, they get this nice shiny product that looks and feels professional and they didn't spend 30 hours trying to figure out how to build a web page. Cause yeah, I'm not dumb. There are things that you can do. You can build Wix websites, Squarespace, all those things. You can do your logo on Canva, but you do get what you pay for. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And I know you alluded to it a little bit earlier. So yeah. I think that there's just so much noise in the marketplace with so many companies and so many products and offerings. How does an entrepreneur authentic, get across their story and their message and kind of stand out from all the noise? First of all, number one, make yourself approachable. And you do that by sharing your story. We are all here because we are seeking human interaction. I resonate with a brand when I know its story. And that starts with laying out your values, what it is you represent as a person and as a company, put a face on it. People react to people and I can't go into the psychology of it, but your website will do better if they see people on it. It's just really be authentic because people aren't dumb anymore. We're all so huge on being transparent and open and understanding and the world even though it seems like a really messy place right now, we've never been more open to different types of people in other cultures. And you shouldn't be afraid to show that. Embrace it. That's number one. You make yourself personable and you give your story that element of human, the human element that will make you authentic in itself. It makes my job a lot easier. And then from there, you really need to figure out what it is your vision is. It's so easy for all of us to start companies and go, yeah, I'm going to make it rich by doing this. But what is it that you are trying to put across? Are you trying to build a business that all you care about is the bottom line? Or do you care about the environment or anything that sort of makes you stand out? What's your niche? Like, what is it about you that makes you relevant in that industry? So for me in branding, to use as an example, my niche is that I really value relationships. I am a person and I will sit with you and talk to you for hours, even though it might not be beneficial 
to me time-wise, every business I work with, whether they are small or large, they get treated the same because I value relationships. I'm not here to just work with you once. I want to work with you for as long as I can. And even beyond once I finish your website and your branding, there's always things that come up. It's so important to be authentic and say your truth and your story. That's what makes you unique. That's what will sell you. And we brand you based on that. And then as long as we know that's your story and we put you out there with that, people will automatically trust you. Yeah, I think that's something too that so many entrepreneurs and businesses struggle with because they want to put out the veneer that everything is going amazing, sales are through the roof, everybody's talking about their product. And that does a lot of disservice, I think, not only to the community of people that they serve and have as customers and clients, but also to other entrepreneurs as well, because then we get in this thing where we all just pretend we're all doing fine all the time and nobody actually gets help or talks about what's on their mind. Exactly. That whole fake it till you make it thing. There is a time and place for it, of course. You do want to present yourself as cohesive and presentable. But if we're looking at this from more like a community of entrepreneurs, it's very easy to get really discouraged because you see everybody else doing so well. And I put quotation marks on that. For example, all these times I see these people I on TikTok, whatever, saying, oh, I made $10,000 passive sales on Etsy just by uploading a template I made or something. And I laugh because I'm like, yeah, you maybe make that, but how much did you spend to appear on Etsy? So people even see you, you may make 10 grand, but what did you spend 20 or 30 to actually become relevant on there? Because millions of people are on Etsy right now. So we don't see that side. And all these people that become influencers and entrepreneurs that are like, yeah, I make this in my sleep. That's great. But what are you doing in the back end to make that happen? That shiny goal. There's a lot of work that needs to go in to make that come alive. And it's not that easy. You don't just happen overnight. You have to work at it. So yeah, Yeah. don't believe everything off the front face. And that's why just like raw sales numbers can be really misleading because you can have a business that's doing hundreds of million dollars in sales and you can be on the verge of going bankrupt because it really all depends on what you do with your money, not how much of it you make. Exactly. And with Bad Girl Branding, I've been fortunate that the first couple of years, I'm not taking a personal paycheck. I'm putting everything I can back into the company because I value this company and I want this to grow and grow. I'm doing the slow burn approach. I'm pushing it out slowly so I don't get too big for my means because it's very easy to get caught in that weird loophole where you have too much coming in and you can't, for me, because I'm service-based, I can't put it out fast enough. So I need to make sure that I'm not taking on more than I can chew in terms of, because I don't want people to go away unhappy. So I'd rather be honest and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm too busy right now. I'd love to work with you in a couple of months, but right now I'm too busy and I have to put you on a wait list. They respect that more than me going, yeah, I can for sure help you and then not deliver. Yeah. And it also creates more demand in a lot of cases, because when people hear that you're booked out and that, you know, everybody wants to use your services, then they really want to grab a time with you as soon as they can before you're booked out again. Yeah, I definitely play on fear of missing out thing. Everyone wants everything so instantly these days. We all have this instant gratification thing programmed into our brand. A decent website and a solid brand don't happen overnight. I'm pretty good at what I do. And even I still like to take three to four weeks to create a brand because this is going to stand with this company that should be lasting 10, 20 years, hopefully, and beyond where people are like, can you build me a website in a week? 
technically yes, but you're not going to get what you need and you're going to pay a lot more than you should. Uh, I definitely encourage that. I got some really good advice, which is re relevant, but not, but really helpful is that you always have to make time for yourself and for your business. We're so constantly pushing that because we all want clients in the first couple of years. We're all desperate for whatever we can get to keep those bills paid. And we let our own stuff go. And this is where I say delegation is huge because you need your time to focus on your business too and what you're putting in. I now set out my weeks where Mondays are bad girl time. I'm not giving my time to somebody else. I need to focus on me and grow my business. Everybody else, if they want to meet with me, they say, hey, are you available on Tuesday? Actually, I'm not available on Tuesday. I'm available on Thursday. And I give myself that window. They're not going to care whether it's two days from now. They don't know your calendar. So I definitely do that now. I'm planning and putting people in a bit later than I'm not doing that emergency thing. And I've been very surprised at the response. I thought for sure people would go the other way, but actually they're like, yeah, no problem. That's pretty good advice, I think. Yeah, I love it. Now, I know we were talking before the interview, you were telling me you were working for an agency before you started the business for yourself and struck out on your own. In yeah. that process of putting out your shingle and starting a business and getting to where you are now, what yeah. has been your biggest financial roadblock? Or maybe what is your biggest hurdle right now financially in the business? I need staff but I can't quite afford to pay what they're worth. So right now I've got everything on my plate and I'm trying to delegate out to who I can, but I need employees. I need someone to project manage. I need people to handle the infrastructure of my particular business. And I don't have the income coming in to support them and the business. And then of course, eventually I'd like a paycheck, right? You know, that's been a really big hurdle, but I've recently been talking to a lot of people, my accountant, all these financial people, and they've all said, well, you have to be willing to take the risk, get that business loan, go into debt. It's okay. You will get there. You know, you've built something that's going to last. So now take those risks. And I know that a lot of people would probably argue against that, but for me, that's the hurdle over. Once I have the staff, I can take on more clients. Everything will just grow together. But it's that hurdle of just getting over that. I need somebody. I need help. I need the infrastructure now to actually produce what I'm putting out. Yeah, that can be one of the largest challenges for entrepreneurs is knowing when the right time is to take mm -hmm. on help, who to take on. And it just becomes, especially if you haven't done a ton of hiring and stuff in your professional career in the past, you get so in your head about it. You don't know where to start. What if I hire somebody and they're terrible? What if they screw things up? They're not going to be as good as me. And then yeah. you realize that as long as you put the systems in place and you get help with what it is that you're doing, you can get a lot of good hires. And yeah, most of the time they don't do things as good as you do, but you no. don't need them to do it as good as you do. You just need to do them to do it well enough so you can step away and focus on other things. Exactly. And I think that it's really important that I didn't know this when I started, but I had never even thought of writing a business plan and I couldn't be any bigger of an advocate for it now because it basically creates that roadmap for you that's tailored to your business and what it is you're trying to get through. Um, and in that business plan for me specifically, I laid out, okay, this is going to be my hiring process. This is going to be the questions I ask. These are the things that I need out of people they have to at least meet these basic requirements. And that sort of takes that little bit away. Of course, they're not going to be as good as me, but 
they'll be in a place where I can teach them myself. I'm going to work with you and help you develop your skills. I have that luxury because we're in design. I want to teach what I do so that I do have another me because to me, any successful company isn't truly successful until it can run without you. And it isn't dependent on you because we all know life happens. What if I got sick? What if I got in a car accident? What if I died? What would happen to this company? So those are things to keep in mind, which I never would have thought of. I never would have dreamed of that. That was a very big learning experience. Yeah, I've met plenty of entrepreneurs who will tell you they've never written a business plan and they've sold multiple seven plus figure businesses. And I don't doubt that's the case that there are people out there who do that. But for most, the majority of people, I can't recommend taking the time to write one enough because it just makes you sit down and get clear, like you said, about the things, who you want working in your business, who you want to serve with your business, what your products and services are, all of those things and things that you might not think of until you actually take the steps to write it all out for sure it's a huge thing and like i said when you're doing some when you're starting a business there are so many things you have to know and it's so hard to keep it all in your brain and usually my experience is most entrepreneurs are just they have a great idea they somehow have the money to put behind it to get it going and then they just hope it flies um, and then it doesn't realize its full potential it might be really successful can you imagine if those people that made six seven figures had done a business plan how much more they would have done that's where i am at and i also think it's very important to have those bigger goals okay i started a bad girl branding i started a branding company i'm doing this but what's my next step once i succeed with that what's the next step how do i grow because i never want to stomp this down i also teach graphic design so that's the skill i have how can i utilize that in my company talking about business coaching maybe it is time i start educating out what these people need to know so that they can make stronger businesses because if we raise the bar for everybody we're all making money and that's the goal make that money and goal. help people and have impact yeah. Absolutely. So I want to ask you, speaking about having impact, can you explain to me beyond a number figure, what does financial freedom look like to you? What does it mean? What kind of lifestyle would it mean you would be living? For me, I've had a few careers. I've had money. I've also not had money. So I've been blessed to experience both ends of the spectrum. I don't care about what the amount is in my bank account. I don't care about the amount of debt hanging over my head. As long as I don't have to worry about what I can, if I walk into the grocery store, I can eat whatever I want and I don't have to flinch um, and my bills are paid and I'm traveling and going places with my family. That to me is success. You can't take it with you. So I'm not someone who wants to sit here and build a giant nest egg. I want to live my life. And so for me, it's just bringing in enough to cover the basic bills and then go have fun. It's not your typical, I want a million dollars in the bank for when I retire. I probably should want that. But really, I just want to live my life and enjoy my time with my family. I have a five-year-old son and I want to take him to Disneyland. And I don't want to flinch. I want to be able to go there and say, hey, bud, you can have whatever you want here. Is our one chance to be here. Let's do this. Love it. Yeah. Now, as far as financial goals go, what is your biggest financial goal in your business right now? And what's a big personal financial goal you'd like to achieve? My biggest financial goal in the business right now is probably, again, being able to afford, give myself and my business partner, we want to take paychecks. We want to start doing this 100%. I want to stop having my hands in other pots. 
I want to focus on just what I do, which I do, but my partner, she's not fully in yet. She's still working a full-time job to make ends meet. So my financial goal is I want to look and make sure that there is at least 20 grand in the bank every month. And I don't, that's the minimum. And I never have to worry. Everything's just running, no problem. So that's our biggest financial goal. And how we get there is obviously more clients. I need clients. So we're always dealing with that. Personally, I want to travel. I just got married a year ago, so I want to go on a honeymoon. We had to postpone it. Being a new business owner, you can't just leave. Yeah, I want to do a killer like Europe trip. Yeah, I've got some dreams. Congratulations on getting married. And I definitely hope you get that honeymoon in soon. You surely deserve it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Now tell me, you've alluded about a little some of the plans that you have for the business, but what is your one biggest initiative for 2023 inside your business? Or what's Mm -hmm. something you'd really love to get accomplished by the end of the year? Obviously, the first one is what goes without saying is my business partner and I full time 100% in here every day, I would love to see the company have the opportunity to start marketing itself differently. My marketing presence has been very minimal. I've operated come solely on word of mouth, really. Um, I haven't put myself out there. I have not put myself on a national and international stage yet. Did you make I your want... logo on Canva? I did not. Everything is made by me. Everything I've designed is 100% me. I have been doing this. I'm a lone wolf on that one for the last couple of years. I finally do have a couple people that I've now subcontracted out to them helping them. And these are people that I know are just starting themselves. So I'm trying to help them build careers as well. So I'm trying to take people with me to the top. Our biggest focus now is we want to come out with a proper marketing plan for ourselves. And we want to put some money into it. We want to get content, video, audio, possibly recording a course or two uh, on the value of branding and get that out to the world. Because I think once we start doing that, I'm never going to look back. And if I'm not prepared for that, I don't, like I said, I don't want to take off on more than I can choose. So the goal is to get a team and get us out there and get the word out there that we exist and we're here and we are different or everyone that comes to us has said, this is the best experience we've had with designers. And wow, you just make it so much easier to digest all this. Awesome. Natasha, it's been really great talking to you today. Is there anything else that you would like to share with you? Just look at your own branding. And if you aren't sure about it, or if you aren't 100% sure on where your company's going and what it's your values and where you're aligned, and if you don't know how you present to your, your clients, it's really good. It's a really important thing to start looking into that. My sort of slogan for background branding is brand yourself before others do, because if you don't do it, someone else will. And you want to control that narrative, just like you want to control everything else in your business. Absolutely. You nailed it right there. So for anybody who's looking to find out more about what you do or want to connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? Visit our website. You can email me directly through there, Natasha at Bad Girl Branding. Add us to Instagram, Facebook, whatever. We're there. We're online. So I'm not hard to find. Not very many people go by the name Bad Girl. So uh, I tried to be a little catchy or a kitschy there. So hopefully uh, you reach out. But yeah, if you like what I do, it's all on my website. Everything's there. Awesome. Very cool. I love doing these interviews because the people that interview the entrepreneurs always have such great insights for our audience. I know you're going to provide a lot of value to people on this. And I love the stage of your business that you're in because you're in a great spot to really grow and figure out with a lot of clarity what you're looking to do. That's really amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks again for coming on today. And to all our listeners out there, if you've enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us one of those five-star reviews. We'd love that. 
And if you happen to be a six-figure online entrepreneur as well, and you'd like to come on our show, just like our amazing guest, Natasha from Bad, Bad Girl Branding did today, we would love to talk to you. You can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. To apply. And we would love to have you on as well. Natasha, thanks again. Thank you. Take care. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.